Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Brant Noe, the parenting coach. And today we're going to talk about transitioning into the summer. Uh, I've had some conversations with quite a bit of parents and it seems to always be hard, this transition. And this year it seems to be no different. You know, it's hard because schedules change for our kids, but parents' schedules don't change. There's the emotional challenges of being a parent. Like, am I doing enough with my kid? Am I doing too much with my kid? Am I spending enough time with my kid? There's the change in the weather. The days are later, so your kids stay up longer. And all of these pressures and and challenges really do compound the problem. And the other piece is that it's it's just really a short-lived change. And we want our kids to have the the break from the learning they were doing, but we also don't want them to lose their stride. We want them to be productive and we want them to rest. Transitioning to the summer can be really difficult. And so one of the things I want to do today is kind of talk about four different skills from my Parenting to Potential course and how you can integrate those skills into kind of making the summer the best so that you do feel like you've got the most out of the summer and it, it A, wasn't wasted, or B, you get done with the end of the summer and your your kids are exhausted to start school again because you want to pay attention to all of those upcoming transitions. Doing it right is hard. So today we're going to go over four different skills. We're going to talk about the importance of setting goals, uh, practicing communications, managing emotions, and alignment before action. Because if you do these four skills well, and you can do them as a family, then I think it really sets the tone for having a great summer. One that your kids can look back at and they will say, oh my gosh, we had so much fun. Hopefully they've learned some stuff. They've challenged themselves in new ways. And most importantly, they're ready to go back to school next year. Um, Maybe even more importantly is that as parents, you don't feel so wiped out and drained and you got to enjoy this time of having your kids kind of more free for these 10 weeks. So my advice to the best way to start off anything is really practicing communication. And so you got to start off with a good conversation because what you want to do is you want to be able to set clear expectations for what everyone hopes the summer to be. One, some of your kids might just want to sit on the couch and watch TV all the day. Some of your kids might want to be super active. And so having a discussion with your whole family where, I mean, it kind of depends a little bit on the age of the kid, but setting a discussion of what are the important things that you want to accomplish? Do you want to go on a trip? Do you want your kid, do your kids have to go to summer school? Do you want your kids to improve in their reading? Do you want your kids to improve at some other area of school and to practice? Do your kids want to play sports? And so all of these things, all of these challenges really do impact how we enjoy our summer. And so the first advice is to sit down. And the thing is, it's hard. This is why practicing communication is one of those important skills is because when you get into moments like this where you need to plan and you need to prepare and you need to have clear expectations and be able to say, okay, well, here are the things we're going to do. I think one of my kids said, hey, I want to go to Disneyland this year. I was pretty clear and said, hey, that's not going to be something we're going to be able to do this year. So they have what they want to do. And I want to hear that. I want to hear what they want and need so that we can sort that into the equation of what's going to work. 
And it's okay if your kid says, I want to go to Disneyland, and you say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or even one of my kids said, I'm going to sit around and watch TV all day long. I said, yeah, we're not going to do that either. This is part of those negotiations. Now, I'm not the final say. I mean, I, my wife and I are the final say. But we're also going to talk about why that's not okay. So it's when my daughter says, I just want to sit around and watch TV all summer long. I mean, I know she's being facetious and she's not actually going to do that. But it's also important to set those clear expectations that, that, yeah, that's not what we're going to do. We've got lots of things that we, all the things we want to do. And most importantly, you guys need to be outside playing and enjoying the sunlight. So we should sit down with our families and try to map out what we want our summer to be like. I'm not a big fan of having those plans be concrete because it doesn't allow you to be flexible when something arises. When you have a friend who says, hey, can you come spend the night? If you're too rigid to the plan, then you don't get to have any, you don't get to enjoy the freedom of summer. And that's often sometimes the best part. So realize that your plans, that there are going to be parts of your plans. Like if you are planning a trip to Disneyland, that's probably going to be concrete because you got to buy tickets and, and do all that if you're planning a family vacation. But if you're not planning a family vacation or something really solid like that, then you don't want your plans to be too concrete where you have to do this, 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 and this every day. And if you don't do it, then you're not going to have any fun because they need expectations to kind of push them and guide them, but they can't be so strict that they squash them and kind of kill out their summer. So your kids are going to need suggestions. So one of the things where, where my son struggles, he struggles with typing and math. And so we've talked about when we sat down and we had this conversation as a family, what we did was we talked about the expectation that he's going to spend some time practicing his typing and practicing his math. Because as your kids develop, the things they learn in the previous grade, they're kind of expected to know. And if they don't, then those problems tend to compound the next year. And so as he's getting older, he's going to be expected to type more. If he doesn't actually get the typing dialed in, then typing is only going to get harder, which means school's going to get harder because he's going to fall behind because he doesn't understand the basics of typing. And part of our conversation is, hey, we're going to do all these fun things. And it's going to be important and imperative that you work on your typing. Because if he can come out of the summer and be better at his typing than he was, then hopefully the next year is not as much of a challenge as it was the year before. And he's just starting typing. I mean, I didn't learn to start typing till ninth grade, but Definitely now the way the world works with computers, there's there's more expectation that kids can, can use a computer. And so we're going to set aside that time to type and to practice our math because we, we don't want him falling behind. And so realizing in the areas your kid struggles, that's okay. They don't need to go to summer school to solve all their problems unless they're really far behind. But you also want to make sure you take the time. And so your kids are going to need suggestions on how to use their time over the summer. And they're going to need that for you. And as you're coming up with suggestions, find ways to build on their interest. Find an activity that you're going to do with your kid or that your kid can do on their own that's going to build on something they already enjoy. For my son, because he's just a good example right now, is, is he loves mechanics. And so we are going to take apart an engine that he has and try to rebuild it and try to make sense of it all because he wants to get better at that. So that's a project that him and I are going to do together that has no real time frame, that has no structure to it other than you got to make sure you put it back together correctly and understand what went wrong with it. And so we're going to go through that process. We'll probably elicit help. I also want to do something that builds on his interest so that he's not just slogging away at stuff like math and typing that he really doesn't want to do. And the same is true for my daughter. And so your kids are going to need suggestions because they're not always going to be able to come up with it because they're going to focus just on like the things they want to do. I want to go swimming every day, which is great. 
um, if, if you got access to a pool where I want to do this every day or ride my bike every day, you know, you want them out of the house and you want them active and you want them enjoying their summer just as much as you want them to, to be ready for next year in that transition. And all of this takes good communication. Now, if this isn't something you've ever done before over the summer, this is why the skill is practicing communication. You're going to put yourself in a place and it's going to be a little difficult and challenging. And as more you practice communication, the easier it will get. And so when you're trying to talk to your kids about all of this structure, you want to be able to explain the logic of why you're doing it. You want to help them see how and why you're making the decisions you're doing. This lets them into the game of how you're thinking, because if they understand the game of how you're thinking and what your goals are and how they can align with your goals, it's going to make it much easier for you to be a team. It's going to make it much easier for you to get your points across. And, and that's going to make it so that they actively participate in the process versus just saying, screw you, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Practice communication and, and do it as a family. The second step that you're going to do is you're going to set goals and you're going to set goals for yourself and for them. And one of the things this does is this helps you really set a name to your summer so that you know what you want to accomplish. So at the end of the summer, you can look back and see, was my summer worthwhile? So for my son and his engine, did we take the engine apart? It's just a yes or no question. It doesn't mean it's good or it's bad. We could have taken the engine apart and not finished it. And so then maybe our goal for the winter is hey, let's see if we can get that engine finished. And so by helping, by teaching your kids how to set goals, by you setting goals, it's going to teach them where they, they need to put their focus and energy for the day or for moments of the day. And so again, with my son's math and his typing, like the expectation is just 20 minutes a day. So we've set a goal that he's going to practice these things 20 minutes a day. Because if he does that all summer long for 20 minutes a day, he's going to be better at his typing. And so again, we have a words per rate minute and an accuracy measurement that we can use to make, to see if his typing is, in, is improving. And the speed at which he can get through some math problems, that will tell us whether or not he's, and his ability to comprehend those math problems, that's going to tell us whether or not he's improving those two areas. Setting reasonable goals that you can obtain, so a goal that you, when you set a goal, it should be something that you can do and that they want to do. And this is why the logic in the last step was important. Because partly what you're doing is you're helping them to understand why they investing time in something like typing is going to be better for them in the long run. Because in the moment, they don't see that. They just say, oh, I'll learn it eventually. Most of us know that that's not the way it works. You don't turn 18 and then magically become intelligent. We have to build in these skills. Teaching your kids to set goals is an important skill to have. And this is a great time to do it because you have a very short 10-week window to look at to measure those goals. And when you set those goals as a family, it now increases the likelihood as well that you guys are going to work collaboratively or as a team towards those goals. And this, I think, is one of the most important parts about the summer, is it really does put you in a rhythm. If, we, if you can do it well, it puts you in a rhythm of being a good team. Because when you're a good team and everyone's functioning and everyone's needs are getting met, then Everyone feels better about what's going on, but it happens when everyone's working together. If you've got one kid pulling one way and another pulling another way, then it's really hard to work as a team. But if you have them collaborating, if they help meet their, their siblings' needs, then they're going to get their needs met and vice versa. Then they understand how to do this as a team. And so this is a great time to figure out, again, when you set family goals over the summer, to figure out this concept of how do we work as a team so that everyone can achieve their goals.
And when you're invested in being a team, it opens up the relationship for now you to hold people accountable. Not just you hold your kids accountable, they hold you accountable to their goals and to your goals. And this is really good because it really does develop this idea that we're all in this together and that we're here to support one another. But once you set up this idea that you can hold each other accountable towards your goals, then this really kind of helps continue to develop a deeper level of trust within you. Because when someone can hold you accountable and I do it in a way that's loving and compassionate and not just mean, well, it builds trust because at the end of the day, you've already made the agreement that you want to work on those goals this summer. These are the things you wanted to achieve. And so I'm here to help you achieve those. And accountability is one of those ways in which you achieve goals. Did you get this done today? Setting the right goals as a family is a great way to set the tone for what, how your summer is going to unfold. Because if you set realistic goals, then the odds are you should be able to achieve them. The next step in this process is emotion management. Because the, the truth is, once you set goals, once you set expectations, once you kind of maybe kill expectations that you're not going to Disneyland, there's going to be emotions. When your kids are now with each other 24 hours a day, seven days a week without kind of too many breaks, there's going to be emotion. There's going to be frustration. I work from home. My wife works from home. So now that our kids are home all the time, it's hard to find the times to do all the things they want to do and to get our work done. And that's okay because that was negotiated. So right now I'm doing this podcast. My kids know I'm doing this podcast. And so they know, hey, we need to give dad some time to get this done. Now we're working as a team. And I, that's what I like. But part of this is going to be, and again, it's not just their emotions. It's my emotions. The first time, you know, I didn't realize I forgot my kids were home the very first week of summer. And I forgot to tell them I was recording a podcast and I got frustrated. I got frustrated at them because they interrupted my podcast, but whose fault was it? It was mine. It was just my son going in and out of the garage, but it was my fault because I'm the one who got mad at him for doing something he didn't know he was doing. And so I needed to communicate my expectations clearly to him in that moment that says, hey, right now I'm recording, so I need you guys to not be disruptive. And so, but then I got mad at him. And then I realized, wait a minute, this isn't your fault, it's my fault. And so emotion management is going to be a really important skill that you can learn over the summer because the truth is during the summer, emotions run high. People get hot, like literally physically hot, and it makes them, it can make them more emotional. They get sunburnt. They get tired because they stay up later or they're out in the sun all day long and they're just wiped. And so as the emotions of the summer arise, it's a great opportunity for you all to work together to manage those emotions and to practice managing those, those emotions. It's not bad. It's actually a good opportunity. It just depends on how you want to take it. And one of the ways you can practice, I'll give you another example of my son. He's just a good kid, but this is one of his struggles is he expects to do things well right away. And he wants to just do them to, he wants to do them well. He was doing archery, trying to earn his merit badge, and he had to shoot a certain score. And so he wasn't shooting as well as the other kids. In the first two rounds, he did well. In the third round, he didn't do so well because you could see it in his body language. He was getting so frustrated that he wasn't as good as everyone else. And that's because 
he doesn't really practice archery all that much. I think he's he's gone out and shot four times, but he still expected he still wanted to be as good as his peers, one of his peers who actually hunts with his bow and arrow. So he wanted to be as good as him, and when he wasn't, he got really frustrated. And so one of the things that emotion management can lead us to do is get better at being in alignment before action. And this is where I think the summer is is so helpful because you have the time and space to really practice this skill, which is the force skill. And one of the reasons why is because oftentimes kids will be asked to do something like typing or math or do a chore or pick up their clothes and they don't really want to do it and they're, they're going to get mad about it. And so the concept of alignment before action, we cover in our parenting to potential course, but it's a really good time to practice that because they have the space. Whereas like in the morning before school and they're trying to get ready, there's no time. You're just kind of moving and getting ready. And so it's hard because then kids feel like they just have to get through it and that's all they're trying to do. What we want to try to do is to put our kids in the place where they're going to succeed. And alignment before action is the right starting off point to this process. And so before my son starts typing, if I notice he's getting frustrated or he's getting angry, then I'm going to say, hey, let's not worry about typing right now. And then we'll talk about getting into alignment and what helps him do, do that drinking water, taking his little Jeep for a drive, being outside. So then I might say to him, Hey, it's really clear you're frustrated right now. Why don't you take a few minutes and go outside, take some breaths, drink some water, and just get yourself into that place where you're ready to do your typing. And the best part is as we practice this skill over the summer and he gets better at it, what he sees is it's easier for him to accomplish these tasks he doesn't want to do. He will spend more time getting himself into alignment than he will actually doing the task, which is fine because he's learning this skill. So eventually as he gets older and he gets confronted by to have to do something he doesn't want to do, whether it's like a paper in college, instead of procrastinating and, and or trying to force himself to write this paper, what he'll do is he says, I'm going to get myself in a place where I'm ready and willing to do this paper and I want to do it. And once he gets to that place, then what generally happens, I've always seen it with my children, is that, and even myself, is that once I get into the place where I'm ready and I'm willing to do the task at hand, the task is done so much easier with very little difficulties and the outcome is generally better. And so the summer is a great time to practice alignment before action because A, it's going to help with emotion management. B, it's really going to help you get your goals. It helps with the teamwork and it's you practicing communication because they, people need somebody to guide them in this process. They need someone to say, hey, stop. Okay, let's take a break. Let's get ourselves recentered. And the best part was we did this during the archery thing. And in the third round, he shot two tens. Or no, he shot two nines out of his out of his arrows. And that was really great. And it was funny because when he did that in the two shots he did, I knew before he shot him that he was going to do it because you could see the confidence back in himself. He was in alignment and ready to shoot. And he was able to reach his goal of getting the mark he needed to to earn his merit badge. But if we would have kept him on that track, even if I would have just sat there and helped him kind of manage his emotion and okay, it's okay, you can do this. It's, it's not going to be the same outcome because the idea is that you've got to be in a place where you believe you're going to get it done. I don't even believe you know you're going to accomplish your goal. And that is a place of alignment. And so summer is a great time because you have time to do that. You can take the break. They don't have to get things done right this minute. 
as they do in school. Because in school, you've got your morning routine, you got to get up and get ready for school. You come home, you got to get your homework done, and you got all the other things you got to do. And so time is such a big factor during school, it's hard to practice this in, during that time. Summer, on the other hand, you have nothing but time on your hands. And so really practicing this concept of alignment for action will help your children put, learn how to put themselves in the place where they're going to be the most successful. And when they do that, they'll have less emotion, they'll work more productively, they'll be better team members, and their communication is going to be better. And the best part is you will have, you're teaching yourself how also to help them through this moment to get themselves in alignment, which means you're practicing communication. You're going to be better at, at managing emotions. You're going to help them be successful. So summer's a great time, but here's how to make it even better. Practice communication, set the right goals. It's a good time to learn how to manage emotions, and it's a great time to practice alignment before action. If you can do those things, I promise you, you will have a successful summer with your kids and you will end the summer on a high because you did a lot of good things and you'll be ready for the next school year. And so that transition from summer into school should hopefully be easier, which is really what all parents would want. So I encourage you to use this opportunity. It's a great opportunity to practice downtime, to have time with your kids, to have time for activities. It really is a good time about navigating a balance to meet everyone's needs, and to help everyone reach their goals. So, my tip for the day is moderation. Moderation is important because it's too much of a good thing really is too much. And too little of a good thing is really too little. And you're left wanting. And so learning how to teach ourselves and our kids to moderate things is a really healthy way, especially during the summer, because if, you're, if your kid's in the pool all day, uh, they get worn out and really, really super tired, and generally that's what emotions come out to play and or they get sunburned. So how to have moderation, how to spend some time in the pool, some time relaxing, some time doing other activities. Spending a moderate amount of time in activities is a really healthy way to help your kids engage all the freedom they have over the summer. Everything is good in moderation. So structure your summer that way, and it'll be a good summer. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope this helps. If you ever get stuck and need some help working through, reach out to theparentingcoach.com. If you have any thoughts or questions, send us an email and we can discuss it in one of our future podcasts. See us on Facebook and Instagram under The Parenting Coach. And I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.